Welcome to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Brittany Fry. And I'm Paris Tews. Um, Britt, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful. Were you going to follow <laughs> Sorry, up I'm question? I put you on the spot because I hadn't thought of mine yet. You did, but I'm actually okay with it because okay, I know good. what I was going to say. It was because yesterday I walked into Brooks's room. Um, usually, I don't know if he's going to take a nap or not during nap time. And so I offer him to a toy or like a, a game that he... Before he goes down, I say, is there something you want me to bring in here? Do you not keep toys in his room? Um, not, no, not very many. Okay. Maybe like one or two. So, and a lot of them are up high in his closet. So I'll specifically say like, do you want your magnetiles or do you want me to get the Hot Wheels? So yesterday he requested Hot Wheels and then sometimes he'll play and then fall asleep and sometimes he'll just play and then he's done. So anyway, I walked into his room, um, Yesterday, I opened the door to check on him, and he was all he had requested Hot Wheels, and he was all asleep, snuggled up in his bed, just looking so sweet. And as I'm like making my way over to his bed, I'm like stepping over Hot Wheels track, and I see all of his little Hot Wheels lined up in a perfect little line right next oh. to the track. And it was one of those things that as I looked down at it, I just like took a little mental picture, like. I, this is, this is our phase and I love it. And there's a lot of things that are hard about it, but I love seeing all these little Hot Wheels all lined up right in a row and I'm grateful for them right now. <laughs> I love that. That's so sweet. That like, kind of makes me emotional because I can just so <laughs> relate, relate to that sentiment. And, and I was just thinking, uh, I was just giving Miles a bath before you came over to record actually. And I was just having a little moment with with Lola and she's been so smiley lately which has been so fun like she's just becoming this little person oh, no she's just best. like yes. looking at me and just giving me the biggest smiles and little coos and I just had like this moment of like oh I am your mom like I'm gonna be your mom forever like that is just the best feeling to like feel that moment of connection with your child oh and totally I like had such a special one with Lola just while she was smiling at me today so so I'm feeling grateful for. I'm grateful for you. That is such a sweet age. Like fresh, fresh newborn just is just so pure. Mm, so good. But once they like wake up a little bit and they're doing those yes. smiles and they're interacting, engaging with you. Ooh, there's just nothing better. It's so, so. fun. It's a reminder to me too. Like you don't want them to grow because they're so perfect just the way they are. Totally. You know, I'm like, oh, Miles at three. I love him so much. He's so funny and sweet, yeah. and I don't want him to not be three. Yeah. But it's a good reminder, like, oh, every new phase is so fun. It's totally. so special. Yes. Yeah, it is. And it brings with it lots of surprises and yeah. lots of those sweet moments. Okay, our episode today, I'm feeling so excited for it. It's all about hosting. Yes. Being a hostess with the mostest. Yes. I think it's going to be so fun. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, I have to say, too, like, everyone participated so much when we when we posted about this. So thank you for your submissions. And we're going to, so um, if you didn't see on Instagram, I posted basically just asking what you wanted us to talk about specifically with hosting. And then I asked for your tips and um, just kind of how you make it more fun for you and how you make your guests feel love and how you connect with them. So we're going to be kind of talking about a bunch of different things concerning hosting. And Britt and I were talking just before this started, and I want to just be very clear with how we feel about hosting. Um, so, I mean, if even the pictures that I posted for when I was asking questions, there are photos of these 
beautiful gatherings. Like I'll be the first to admit we've thrown some um, dinners and showers that feel extravagant in a fun, really special, but also very unnecessary way. And I think for me, that is definitely like a hobby and a love language of mine. So, I, and it's fun to me. Like I do that because it's fun. Um, but also I'll be the first to admit to say, or the first to say that some of the most special gatherings I've had have been um, just like really meaningful, really, really low key yeah. in like a messy house with special people. And I don't think it has to be extravagant by any means to be a successful gathering. Right. Um, but with that said, I also think it's fun. So we'll kind of be talking about how to make it special and also how to make it look pretty and be beautiful and be kind of fun in that way as well. Totally. Yeah, I I think that's important too. Important to note. So thanks for saying something. Um, but first off, we wanted to cover some of the things that you guys suggested that we talk about. So the first person said, what level of clean do you need in order to open up your home? And I feel like um, the funny thing about this one is I think everyone has a natural level that is unspoken. Yeah. <laughs> that if it's not as clean as your internal expectation, uh, you're going to be uncomfortable with it. But I will say that the um, Find Your People, the book that Paris and I just read, if you haven't listened to that episode, you should. Um, but it talked a little bit about this idea of not putting on a show or um, like if it's a really stressful day and you had plans, like don't cancel them. Tell your friends, like, look, I'm really stressed out. My house is really messy. And that can be a moment of connection. And I have been really trying to embrace that. And honestly, I'm grateful for it. So I'm just going to say that right off the bat. I called Paris the other day and my house was an absolute disaster. And we had plans and I was so close to canceling them. And I called her up. I'm like, my house is so messy. I don't even, I can't even breathe right now. <laughs> can you come over and help me while we let the boys play? And we were just, it was literally like, a, we were doing lunch for some kids and dying eggs. So like, it wasn't a big deal, but still like, it was stressing me out. Anyway, and Paris's response, which I mean, no surprise. She's just the <laughs> sweetest friend was I'm, I, she said, I couldn't be happier that you just said that. And she like showed right up anyway. So obviously I think that we all have our own comfort level, but I would say if that is stopping you from hosting or making you cancel last minute or whatever, throw those expectations out the window and ask a friend for help. Yeah. And I mean that when, when you called me, like I've never felt so welcome in somebody's home as you being willing to like, let me be there when right. it wasn't ready. When I'm like so embarrassed by yes. how it looks. <laughs> yes. And, and like in that moment, I, you made me feel like I was really your friend, you know? Yeah. And I know that I am. Right. But that, that was like such a testament to me. Like I loved that. Yeah. And um, like, it makes me laugh. Like what level of clean does it need to be to open up your home? Like level zero. Yeah. There's no <laughs> level. With that said, like every time we have company, I definitely try and clean. Like Pierce and I like to have a clean house. Like we right. like to welcome people to clean house. Right. I like it to be clean anyway. So I definitely prioritize that, but it's absolutely not necessary. And I love what you said. That should never stop you from connecting with somebody or yeah. hosting somebody or something. Yeah. And if you're hosting something that's like, I mean, just a thought too, if you're hosting something that's like maybe a little bit bigger group and you need a really clean house, then invite like two or three of the people that you're closest to to come over early and help you. Yeah. And they would be happy to do it. Like yeah. it's always such 
I mean, it's a lot of work to host. And I feel like whenever somebody's hosting, I'm always so happy to help. Totally. And if that means showing up a little bit early and tidying up, I am just grateful that they're hosting us. Yeah. Especially when there are kids involved. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah, totally. I agree. Okay, somebody said, how do you eliminate the stress that comes right before the event, making sure all is done? And this went really well with a bunch of tips that people sent in. And mostly that's just be prepared, start planning early, and that way you don't have to be doing every like everything last minute. Yeah. But if you have things that you can make before or be prepped, then that way you're not trying to like throw everything in the oven and have everything perfectly timed. Yep. I'm like seriously learning. This is just lifelong learning. <laughs> but that's that's mine is because I feel like I'll like try to plan all my time out perfectly, but I'm just realizing just start just start a day early. Yeah. Like just <laughs> give yourself way more time than you need. Totally. And I think Along with that, just embrace the rest. Like, if people get here and everything's not done, put people to work. Right. Like, people don't want to be standing watching you work. Yeah. That's not fun, but if I get to somebody's house and, like, vegetables need to be chopped and have you chopped some vegetables. Totally. Whatever it is. Totally. Yeah. Another person said, how do you gauge how much food you need for guests? <laughs> I'm like, uh, call your mom. It's um, funny because I wrote down, ask Britt. Because Britt knows <laughs> and Britt says, ask your mom. I always call my mom. Um, okay, no, but, but, but really, if I'm not calling my mom, there are, I feel like there are two types of gatherings that I try to gauge. One is if it's a bunch of families. So then I gauge off of my own family size. So they could be plus or minus a kid. Or if the families don't perfectly fit our family size, then I'll try and add up how many people there are and break it back down into family size. And I do everything that way. Like, okay, my family would eat about this. So how can I multiply that? And then the other kind of event would not be families. It'd be all adults, in which case I'm always going off of the serving size of the recipe, um, like on a blog or in a cookbook or whatnot. And always, always, always over-prepare. So if it says, I feel like a serving size of six is very normal. If it says serving size of six, I always plan for four. So that would be a serving size for four. Um, if you have extra food, like that is great, right? My husband always wants me to have extra food. So I think just over-preparing, you'll always feel better about it. Yeah, I agree. Okay. This one, a few people said variations of this and it's something that I have really struggled with, and I think you and I have discussed at length as yes, we've we have. been hosting things and attending things, and that is how do you decide who to invite, how to struggle with the feeling of not wanting to leave anyone out, or wanting to invite everyone, but knowing realistically that's not possible. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I know we both have some. Yes. Okay. Right off the bat, my thoughts are there are two types of gatherings. There is a place to invite everyone. And then there are small gatherings. And if your small gathering is to the point that it's actually not a small gathering, but it's not inviting one or two people, then it's an invite everyone situation. And I just feel like, anyway, this can be really tricky, but, but there are really intimate, great, special connections that happen in smaller gatherings. And so if that's what you're looking for, then I would go that direction. But if you are wanting something, for example, a baby shower, this is a great example. If you're wanting, um, if you're throwing a baby shower or wanting, you know, somebody is throwing you a baby shower and you're wanting to invite a lot of people, it always err on the side of inviting everyone. You don't ever want anyone to feel left out. And then my other thought about that is this can be tricky when you have 
like a lot of different friend groups that maybe slightly overlap and you're never quite sure, do I invite that friend to this thing? Um, my other thought is just be open about it and talk about it. I have a really close friend who we share a lot of friends with and I sometimes don't know, like, does she want to come to this? Do I invite her to this? Do I not? And so usually I'm just really open with her. Like, hey, you can come if you want to. I wasn't really sure. Or I'll say, you know, um, I was having this get together with these people for this purpose. I'd love to do something like that with you and so-and-so, yeah. you know. So I think a lot of that, like not shying away from the conversation, makes your friends know, like, look, I to you're totally on my mind and I'm thinking about you and... I'm not trying no, to hide anything. Yep, I'm not hiding anything. I'm not leaving you out. Like, I want this to be a really open, open conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, another thing that I have just realized, because like I said, this has been a struggle. Like, this is so hard when you're yeah. hosting. Because, like, at my house, I can't host 50 people, totally. you know? Um, especially with everything. And I feel like sometimes it's made me not want to host at all because right. I don't know where to draw the line. Right. And I feel like I just kind of had half... I've had to come to terms with the fact that, like, I will have to draw the line somewhere. Totally. And so I feel like I just try and kind of mix things up. And I would just say if there's ever, like, one or two people that it feels like, oh, oh, they They're should missing. be there. Yeah. Then just invite them. Like, one yeah. or two people is not going to make a big difference. So I feel like wherever you can feel, kind of get that line of, like, oh, there's one or two people to, like, 10, wherever you can find that line and make it feel, um, just make it feel right. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that's just my biggest takeaway is there, if there's anyone that it feels like, oh, they should be there, just invite them. I would also say, um, don't be afraid to mix up groups. I think for that's sure. a great way for people to meet new people. And I just think that that's fun, always fun to add and get a different dynamic as well. Yeah, I totally agree. But also that's really hard. So I just feel like I just <laughs> some people feel hate, that question. Hate my, yeah, my family always calls it worlds colliding, and it's like a very uncomfortable feeling for some people. So it's understandably, hard. yeah, it's hard but fun as well. <laughs> okay, another person said best practices for getting people to commit so you can plan for food and numbers. Um, Paris and I both were just like over communicate. I think I think my my mind like rule of thumb is you send out the initial text. You text a couple days before to like get an RSV respo RSVP response from everybody. And then I would still send a text the day of as a reminder and an opportunity if like something came up for somebody to be able to communicate that with you. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, we got a few questions about how to host with a small space um, if you don't have other location options. And I feel like Britt and I are both very qualified to speak on this subject <laughs> because when we met and became friends, we were both living in cozy little townhomes. And I know that it gets even cozier than that in big, in big cities. But my best advice would be just do it. Like, it feels a little bit uncomfortable to host in a small space. But it's it makes it intimate. And I feel like it's bringing people into your home. And you'll be able to make it work. Yeah. I've even had dinners at that house. And it's been like, bring your own chair. Because yeah. I don't have enough. Yeah. So come to dinner and bring your own chair. And we'll kind of be cozy. And it'll work. And totally. I've had people like sit on the floor and just gather around and is it the most perfect or comfortable? No, but I'm glad that I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually I, okay. I can really speak to this because I mean, this is like so unique, but I had a baby shower with like all of my mom has a really big family and it was like all my aunts and cousins and just like 
it was, there were so many people in my tiny little town home and we just totally went for it. I mean, it was definitely not the ideal space. I mean, there were at least 50 people there in this teeny tiny little house. And we just moved all the furniture. And honestly, if you're hosting like something like that, where it's like a lot of people embrace it, like move that we put the furniture in our garage or put it in a different room and just had people bring over folding chairs and we set them up and like, it was so lovely and so nice. So just embrace it. Do what you can move your furniture if you have to, but I think ultimately like small spaces are cozy, they're inviting, they're intimate, they can be very lovely. I also think that when we think of like a special event or a special gathering, we tend to want to make it large in terms of numbers. And I think you can have one couple over and make it feel like a really special event. Totally. Like it doesn't need to be a million people to be really special. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Another person said ideas for different themes. And then another listener said fun party ideas to do with friends. For example, for example, themes, favorite things, book club, etc. And then somebody specifically mentioned, we had Natalie, one of our friends on an episode of the podcast. It was called Hosting Meaningful Gatherings. And she's honestly such an amazing hostess. Um, so she talked about a few, uh, she talked about actually one specific um, party that she had thrown where it was all her friends and they talked about miracles that they had seen throughout 2020. Anyway, so... It was, it was a great idea, but in general, people are wanting like reasons to get together, themed ideas. I think Paris and I have done, um, over the last couple of years, we've participated in a lot of, I don't know if theme is the right word, but regular get togethers. Reasons for gathering. Yes. Surrounding one purpose. So, um, we have both done things like a cookbook club, um, a book club, um, another idea is like, I had this idea from a friend, which was, um, you listen to a podcast each week and they get together and talk about it. Anyway, things like that. Those are always, it's nice to have a reason and to not have to come up with a theme if you want to get together regularly with people. Totally. I also think, um, like celebrating those random holidays that you wouldn't necessarily think to celebrate, like Pi Day or St. Patrick's Day or right. Valentine's, whatever Or even it is. Cinco de Mayo. Like, yes. you're not going to do that on your own with your family. So it's like, yeah. invite people and like, make it fun. Can, that make can a be a fun way. It. Yeah, a fun way just to have a reason for a gathering. Totally. And, like, if you're feeling it, you can go all out and just do it to the nines. Yeah. Or you can have, like, people over for takeout tacos and make that special as well. Yeah. Okay, somebody else was asking about if we ever have conversation topics or dinners or way to start meaningful conversations together. And um, I really love that she asked this question just because I feel like it's insightful. But also, yes, I like my favorite gatherings usually do have some sort of prompt. Um, Like I have one group of friends that we kind of made a habit of when we got together for a girls night, we'd have a mason jar with questions in it. And we'd all go around and ask a question or we'd like all write down a question and put it in the jar and they could be simple from like what's a product you're loving lately to something more intimate like how have you seen God show up in your life lately and I just feel like that's a really fun way especially when you're getting to know people yeah it's a really fun way to connect with people and also at dinner parties I've been to we've gone around and all answered a specific question and I just feel like it's a really good way like I've even done that with my family and friends yeah and I feel like it's a really good way to get conversation moving in a way that feels meaningful not like you just 
walked away from an event and small talked all night. Oh, totally. And it's it provides a great opportunity if the group is like bigger than what you could, you know, four or six maybe, um, where you could, there could be like a lot of give and take all night. If it's mm -hmm. a little bigger than that, I think prompted questions are so great because it allows you to connect with everyone at the table, which there's not really another opportunity for that to happen. Um, I've done questions also, if you are the one coming up with them, if you don't have table topics or whatever, um, I have made myself four different categories and then come up with questions under each one and then cut them up. So one category is literally like girls night themed. Um, another one could be like relationship themed. So it could be about marriage or friendship. Um, and then, you know, you could have one maybe more about goals. So anyway, I think getting a lot of variety, some things that are fun, some are more serious is nice and helpful. I love that. A few people asked about tips to just make it aesthetically beautiful and how do you do that on a budget? So I feel like I have a bunch of different answers to this question. I feel like just over the last couple of years, I've really fallen in love with hosting and yeah. I've been learning how to do it, which has honestly been so fun. But I have a few tips that have worked. Um, first of all, you don't ever have to host alone. Like you can host something with a friend that wants to, or like mm -hmm. with a friend that also thinks that's fun or with a few friends. Um, like I've even done dinners with friends and we have all just been like, let's go all out for this dinner. It'll be fun. And we all contribute to the decor. Like we all have things in our laundry rooms that we can bring out and make something beautiful or, you know, like, um, cut branches from a tree and put them in a vase and make it look beautiful. Um, another tip that I love is to use your food as your decor. Like a charcuterie board is stunning. Yeah. It's so pretty. I even had, I went to a dinner one time and my friend used like grapes as decor and it was so beautiful. Yeah. Food can be so beautiful. Yeah. And um, a few people recommended thrifting your serveware and your goblets and things like that. And one of, I, I shoot weddings. Um, I do photography and I have been to incredible <laughs> weddings like like magazine worthy weddings like I get to shoot which is so fun but one of the most beautiful ones I've ever done it was outside um it was in the mountains and honestly like theirs was at a venue but it could literally be like in a picnic area in the mountains like somewhere you don't need to pay for and um she had thrifted all of the goblets Ooh, cool. and all of the plates and it was just so beautiful it looked amazing and you can totally come up with a collection and I think you can also collect things that are versatile and use them for everything you know like last year I was like you know what? I've been hosting a lot I want to buy some goblets and yeah. so I bought some goblets that I love and I will use them for the next 10 years for everything you know oh, it's totally. not like you have to buy goblets every time you host yeah but anyways so I would just say like collect things that you love you can totally thrift them ask friends to, if you're short a tablecloth, ask a friend to bring a tablecloth. Like you yes. don't need to buy everything for every event. Yeah, I totally agree. I think a big part of a big part of making things look nice without you going above and beyond and and honestly like doing too much is just using your resources and asking people around you for help. I remember um, I was hosting a dinner in the spring last year and I had like a few things that were really pretty um, and worked. I think I actually asked Paris if I could use some goblets that were actually her mom's. <laughs> yes. I, I borrow stuff from my mom every time. So. <laughs> and then I also remember um, my brother's girlfriend at the time worked at a floral shop 
like on the weekends or when they needed help, like for big holidays and things. And so I asked her to help me put together some little vases down the table. And she ran to Trader Joe's for me and like came and set them up the night before. And it was so sweet. So I think one, like it actually provides an opportunity for connection. And then two, it's so helpful that you don't have to do every single thing. Along those lines, somebody said, how do you host without feeling like it wasn't good if it wasn't like the all out Instagram parties we see? And I think this is like such a fine line because it doesn't, you don't need anything, you yeah. know, but if you want, you need people for, yes. a, for a successful gathering, you need yeah, people. You need maybe one other person. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. Maybe two. Um, so, you know, that's my automatic response is like, oh my gosh, I like some of my favorite get togethers have been calling a friend when it's late and having them show up in their sweats and eat popcorn and chat, you know, but if you are wanting something to look really beautiful, then, then I think I would just be really intentional about the small things that you are doing. Like one thing that goes such a long way is our candles and candlesticks. So go to Ikea and get candlesticks. Like that is just one of the quickest, quickest things. Or um, having like a nice go-to tablecloth for anything that you're hosting. Or picking up flowers and having a fresh vase of flowers. You could get flowers from Trader Joe's for so inexpensive. So having, having um, prompted questions or table topics ready. All of those things are not very expensive. They're probably along your route that week anyway, or your errands. So just being really intentional about those little things can make such a big difference. And that's something that I feel like I'm learning. Like, what are my go-tos? Okay, yes, I love that you said that. And um, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting it to be beautiful. Um, but for sure, I, I would never feel bad about a, a way that your party or gathering looks because what people will remember is how you made them feel, yeah. how they felt. And I feel like that's the most important thing. And having things look beautiful is just a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, moving on to some of our submissions, there are two different questions. The first one is, how do you connect with your guests and make them feel loved in your home? And the first person said something that I love. They said, check for guests' allergies and diets before setting a menu, which I am laughing at that because, <laughs> because I assume that no one else in my life is gluten-free besides parents. <laughs> and I always forget. But you're good to me. I'm grateful that they said that. I do. Th it's important. And you don't want to show up at someone's house with a... Uh, a gluten-filled cookie if they're gluten-free. So. <laughs> no, do. It will make them feel loved. Um, but, yeah, as somebody who does have an allergy, I really appreciate this because it just always feels – I always feel awkward when I can't eat. And I feel totally. Like, I feel rude, but I'm also not going to have a stomach ache for a month because I want to be a good guest. Right. Um, somebody said have phones away so that everyone can connect. And I feel like you can set the precedent for that too You if – you're finding that as an issue, you can just say, let's all leave our phones in here and come to the dining room. Yeah. Another person said, a calm and happy host makes for a more comfortable experience for all. And I think that's honestly a great reminder. I have a little bit of a weakness that if I'm really nervous about a particular gathering, or I mean, sometimes I am just behind, but I think a lot of times it is busy work for me because it makes me feel comfortable to keep myself 
busy and to like stay in the kitchen and do all the things that need to be done in there and just like run something out while everyone's eating and then run back into my kitchen. It's like a safe spot a little bit. And I think, um, we can use that as a bit, as a bit of a crutch. So just remember that, that it makes everyone else more comfortable if you are calm and present and happy. Yeah. Like nobody really cares if everything is perfect, but everyone cares that you are comfortable. Yeah. Um, somebody had the sweetest advice and it was kind of twofold. She said, warmly and genuinely greet each person as they walk through the door and also make sure to connect with every guest individually at some point. That's just a perfect way to make sure that no one that comes into your home is going to leave without feeling loved. I love that. A couple of people said something if they had like house guests. So one person said, I always have a chocolate or a other or another treat on their pillow. Learned that from my mom. And then another person said a gift basket in their room with treats so they don't feel weird eating your snacks. Anyway, I think I think the gesture honestly goes so far, even if it is like something small. A lot of times if Johnny and I are running to Costco right before we have house guests, then we'll grab a snack there to put in their room. Or sometimes we'll have Brooks make a little card the night before. And I think just that like sentiment of, of you being grateful to have them there and wanting to wanting to show up for them, it goes it goes a long way. Yeah, it's such a little thing that can make someone feel so loved. Someone yeah. else said, um, ask them what their favorite sweet and salty snack are and make sure that you have those on hand. Okay, I saw that and I loved that. Even just if it's a small, um, like a game night, yeah. couples or a girls night, something like that. I thought that was such a great idea. Yeah. I love that. Or you can take a page out of Kylie's book who she has... Um, she has notes in her phone of like what her friends love. Yes. So you can just keep it written down and next time they come, you know like what they love. And yeah. And you can help them feel loved that way. Yeah, I love that. Um, somebody said, make little place cards for your guest. It makes it feel more intimate. Um, I also think that that's a beautiful touch and it's just fun. Yeah, another person said fresh vase of flowers always, which I do not always have on hand, but it does go far, my, and I do appreciate my it. My friend who submitted that, she is a florist, so she Cute. her <laughs> flowers are like not just fresh flowers, but they're stunning so flowers. Well together. <laughs> but I really do think that that is such a nice touch, and going, going back to whoever asked about making things look beautiful, flowers, like there's not more beautiful decor than flowers. Totally. That was like... Um, Last week, I could not, every time I walked into the grocery store, which grocery store flowers are normally not the prettiest. Um, (laughs) I remember one time my dad and I were walking through Costco and he was just in the best mood and being so cute. He was visiting by himself and he doesn't visit super often. And he grabbed some just like the most classic grocery store flowers you've ever seen. You know, just bright yellows with like, pink and purple and I don't even know it was just like a lot going on and he's like these would look nice in your house don't you think and I just bit my tongue I could not say no because it was literally the cutest thing ever so my that sounds so good (laughs) anyway okay that was such a random random side note but um Easter week I could not walk into the grocery store without just dying over all the Easter lilies So so I had to get myself some and honestly that is such an easy, I mean, I literally think they were $8 for, and they lasted me like three weeks. So, yeah. you know, sometimes grocery store flowers can go, can go a long way. Yes, absolutely. 
So the next question was, how do you make hosting more enjoyable for you? Because we asked, like, is hosting fun or stressful to you? And most people answered, like, a combination of both. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about this and how I would answer this question. And for me, like, like I mentioned, sometimes hosting is really fun and special and magical. And sometimes I just, like, want to keep it way more low-key. And I, I think if you host one dinner that's like over the top and fun and you enjoyed that don't put that expectation on yourself like yeah. that's how it always has to be yeah. like actually take an inventory of what 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 I like to do right now what sounds fun and do that like maybe it's gonna be like an all-out thing or maybe you're gonna maybe you're gonna have um like paper plates and plastic utensils and go for that and that's a great just decide what you're more feeling in that moment. Because I know that that's something that I always need to check in myself. Totally. Totally. I think that's a great idea. Honestly, I won't ever forget. Um, this like really stood out to me that I went over to a friend's house. It was her birthday. And me and a couple other friends went over to her house for lunch. And we all had gotten takeout. And so we were eating just like from our takeout boxes. And there was like a takeout bag on the table. And she went and pulled candles and candlesticks out of her cupboard and like three candles and lit them down the center of the table. Pretty. Oh my gosh. I just remember in the moment being like, that was such a small thing. And I never would have thought to do that for literally a takeout lunch. But it made it feel like a birthday lunch. Yeah. Like it was just such a small, cute gesture that went a really long way. Okay. One thing, this is a little bit random, but I feel like I just, it needs to be said. But one of like my very favorite gatherings that I did with some girlfriends, you were about to have Wells. Oh my gosh. You there. <laughs> but, but we just like wanted to have a special night and we wanted it to be beautiful, but none of us wanted it to be a pain like yeah. none, none of us felt like we had the capacity to host something so what we all did we all separately picked up to-go dinners went up to the mountains and like we brought um bottles of like sparkling juice and we just shared those and like and had our takeout dinners but like in the most beautiful setting and had great conversation and it felt so special and required no work from anyone yeah yeah I love that We've, I feel like I've done that a couple of times for maybe a birthday or just like a fun little lunch with kids and it does feel really nice. Okay. Another suggestion that, or submission that somebody sent in about making hosting more enjoyable was try not to make food that requires you to be in the kitchen all night. And I think that's a great idea. I actually, um, saw somebody that recently suggested, um, it was like for dinner with, with in-laws and they were like, do a make before, like a make the night before or the day before um, something that you can just throw in the oven. Because they were like, it means so much that you're hosting, but what they really want is your presence. Yeah. Anyway, I think that That's that great. is so true for a lot of situations. Somebody said, keep paper goods, disposable cutlery and cups on hand always. And I thought this was the best advice. Also, I have a friend that like really wanted to host a beautiful gathering, but she didn't want to do dishes all night. So she set the table so beautiful. And then when it was time for dinner, she was like, okay, now everyone get your paper plates because yeah. I don't want to do dishes. And I loved that she did that. You know, totally. that's perfect. Totally. And then another person said, invest in some folding chairs. So you always have plenty of seating. And I totally agree. We, Paris and I actually are hosting a baby shower and we were just mentioning this about, uh, 
about folding chairs and tables. Like it, you always need one on hand. You'll so. you'll get the use out of them yeah. for sure. Yeah. So a bunch of people said some variation of potluck or delegate, and I've done that so many times. Just said, "Can you come? Do you want to come over for dinner? And can you bring a side? And if I'm hosting something, um, and somebody offers to bring something, I will definitely take them up on it. Yeah." And I feel like everyone everyone is happy to help, especially if they offer. Um, I I usually prefer to only ask if they offer, just personally. Yeah. But if they offer, I always take them up on it. Yeah. But honestly, I do have to say, I mean, not that this isn't, not that, not, not that sometimes people don't offer because they don't want to help, but sometimes I just forget. And I have a friend who just loves hosting really, really over-the-top, beautiful get-togethers. And I'll be the first to, and she knows it, to be like, wow, that I would never, like, that's way too much. And I oftentimes will forget if she invites me to something, I'll forget to offer to bring something. But every time she'll text me and ask me to bring something and I never mind. Like, yeah. I'm always so happy to help. And a lot of times I'm honored that she's like remembering a certain dish that I like to make or, you know, it's like, oh, it would be just the thing we need. She always makes me feel like really special to bring it. Yeah. You know? And I'm. I mean, I feel like everyone's always happy to contribute. I totally agree. Another person said, don't worry about the mess. Enjoy being with those you're with and focus on the relationships. I think that's just perfect advice. Um, somebody said, have a clean home and always use pretty serveware. And I love that she said that and how to make hosting more enjoyable for her. Like mm -hmm. she can enjoy it more if her house is clean and she's using the things that she loves. Yeah. I feel like that's just very intuitive. Totally. Totally. Another person said, whenever I stay somewhere else, so again, this is more like an overnight thing. Uh, she said, hotel or friend's house, I take note of the things I feel like they are missing or, or things that could be better. Then I incorporate those things when I host. For example, we recently stayed at an Airbnb and there wasn't a single full-size mirror in the entire house. Something that you don't really think about until you don't have it. Anyway, same tip goes for parties and I'm not trying to say only notice the bad or negative things. I don't want to come across that way. But another example, I was at a house party and there were a lot of drinks, but no drinking water. So it was totally fine, but I would have just really appreciated a water jug or pitcher or something like that. Anyway, great advice to just be a little bit more aware when you're going places of the things that, for better or for worse, would yeah. either like things that you feel like are lacking or, for example, like my friend lighting the candles at the birthday dinner, things that you're like, oh my gosh, that made all the difference. I'm going to do that next time. Yeah, you can totally take notes and learn from other people. Yeah. So you don't have to learn all of the lessons for yourself. Yes, totally. Um, somebody said, streamline food. I have a few dishes that work well for a crowd. And I think that's perfect. You know, you don't have to come up with some masterpiece every time. You can just know what works and roll with it. Totally. Also for a crowd, I think a great idea too, if you, if you do tend to like the food hot when everyone's there, um, cause sometimes that can run behind a bit. I know because mine is always running wide, um, is to plan out beforehand and have a snack that people can eat when they show up. So, I mean, maybe you're going Mexican, you could do just like chips and salsa or like charcuterie boards I know are so big right now. Um, so, I mean, that's a great idea. But yeah, I just think having some snacks out for people to eat when they show up. So that way the pressure is not on you to have the food ready exactly at the time everyone's there. Yeah, that's perfect. 
Okay, do you have anything else? I don't think so. This was such a fun, no, this was such a fun episode and I, it like got me wanting to host. Same. It was a fun reminder that I really do love to host. Yeah, I thought so too. So thank you so much for the submissions. Yes. Thank you for your input. We were so grateful to have them. Um, This is just a reminder that we recently started a Facebook group. And if you have any questions or thoughts, we would love to talk more on there. And if you want to submit for our next episode, you can find us on Instagram at kindred underscore conversations.